Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I'm a civil litigation attorney based in Washington, D.C., a podcaster, a mentor to women in recovery, an author, and a journalist. And I have the great pleasure of interviewing women whose paths have crossed mine who have inspired me in some way. Oh, I neglected to say I'm also a TEDx speaker. Please go and hit the like button on my TEDx talk, using life's challenges as a force for good, because I think it has a capacity to help a lot of people not feel so alone. And the number of likes determines its visibility on the algorithm. So please do that when you get a chance. So today I am excited to have a conversation with philanthropist and entrepreneur, Samantha Tredelius. She's a born go-getter from early on. She always knew that she was destined to do big things. Armed with her brokerage license and natural gift for being a connector, Samantha began her entrepreneurial journey co-founding Commercial Coverage Insurance Agency with her husband. From humble beginnings, the pair quickly turned the agency into a wildly successful business. Following her success with that business, she knew it was time to lean into a passion that had inspired her from a very young age. Having never stopped thinking about the stories her grandmother and hero, Gigi, would tell her about raising three children as a single mom in the 1950s, Samantha always noticed that in all her stories, her grandmother never mentioned helping anyone helping her or asking for help. She knew that her grandmother had done everything she could to rub her nickels together to make everything possible for her children. So Samantha wanted to use her skills as a self-starter and born networker to create a nonprofit that provided much valued support that many single mothers need. She established the Sparkle Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to helping single women throughout the Bay Area the Inland Empire, and the cities of Los Angeles and Sacramento. In a, just a few short years, the Sparkle Foundation has seen an unprecedented amount of success thanks to Samantha's sheer determination and passion for giving back to our local community. The Sparkle Foundation supports single mothers and children with an array of initiatives, including enrichment scholarships for children, a Christmas holiday gift drive, and back-to-school backpack drive. Samantha also start, established Sparkle Biz, which provides microloans for female-owned small businesses and access to large, a large connected network. Since its founding in 2016, the Sparkle Foundation has raised more than $1 million with every dollar reinvested in the community. Samantha wrote and self-published a book called Impact, Stories of Changemakers, creators, and everyday women doing extraordinary work. And she also hosts her weekly podcast called Inspire Heard. <laughs> you can see uh, the links to all of her work on the in the show notes. And go to sparklenow.org to see her primary foundation work. So welcome, Samantha. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So are you still working with the insurance agency? Yes, as much as I try to get away from it, I uh, it still it still drags me. Um, yeah, I have quite a few clients that I still manage. Um, not definitely as active as I once was, but yes, still an active participant in the role. Okay, and is your grandmother Gigi still alive? 
No, she passed in 2017. Oh, did she, so she never got to see this work that you were doing? Oh, no, I've been, uh, I was gifting and doing uh, since 2003. Uh, And so uh, Sparkle is seven this year, 2023. But yeah, she saw a lot of the work um, and actually the birth of the foundation back in 2015, 16. Oh, that's wonderful. She must must be so proud of you. (laughs) She's she's our definitely our North Star and helps us drive uh, forward every single day. So what did she think when you started this? Uh, It was really interesting. So one of the last conversations we had before she passed, I I kind of shared with her that she was the inspiration for the foundation. And when I started, you know, wanting to do something good out there in the world, I I didn't really understand completely how I subconsciously was kind of navigating towards single moms because I was raised, but my parents are still together. Um, But she was such a big part of my life growing up, um, you know, and I'd always hear these stories. And so when I got to make a decision on who I wanted to help, it was like, these women don't ask for help. Like this is, this is the direction. So one of our last chats I had, I said, you know, you were the inspiration for this. And I never have really shared your story because it's, you know, it's, it's a tough one. You know, she was left with two kids and pregnant with her third um, by my grandfather. And he like went off and started another family in the fifties, which was like totally unheard of. Um, And, you know, not like a very pleasant story to share. And she told me, uh, in this last conversation that I needed to share her story because there were so many women out there that had a similar story or that were doing it on their own and that needed to know about what, you know, our services were and that we could impact and help them. So I, I now share her story greatly and all the time because it's such a great story to share. Yes, indeed. Uh, my grandmother is also my hero and she, I think, gave me a lot of the resourcefulness and resilience that I that is part of her legacy. So that's really beautiful. So I have looked at some of your work and success stories. Can you tell maybe one of the stories of who your foundation has helped and what difference it made in that person's life? Um, I mean, th- every year there's always one really good one. I think, um, you know, one, I have two stories that I actually, one just happened recently and another one happened a couple years back. Uh, every year we wrap gifts and it's kind of our big community event where we, you know, source the families and then we go buy the gifts and we wrap the gifts. And I remember one year a woman came up to me and there was probably 300 women wrapping and children. And she says, I know you don't know who I am, but you have no idea what you've done for my family. And, you know, it's, there's this emotion that I can't even describe. I mean, I know the work that we do, but like when it's right there and there's the the person that you've helped and, and it's just this connection, it it is the sparkle. So that was one story. And then most recently, like within a couple of weeks, I had a 14 year old girl reach out to us, which I've never had before. Like a young woman send me an email and had heard about our organization and kind of shared the story about how she liked to dance and how her mother was no longer able to afford the program for her. And she was seeing her dreams of dance slipping away. And it was all she wanted to do. And she'd been at the studio since she was five. And it was, you know, four or $500 a month. It's expensive. So, you know, normally I would run it by the board and kind of go through our process. I don't know what came over me. I just picked the phone and found the studio owner of this dance studio. And I had a conversation with her. And I said, hey, look, you know, how how could we keep this kid dancing? And I wanted to understand a little bit about the, the child and 
you know, was she really committed? Was this really something that, you know, was in her future? And the teacher, you know, shared a little bit about the, the student and together we were able to figure out a plan that we were able to um, kind of meet halfway. She was able to reduce her fees. The student was able to do a little bit of work at the studio and we were able to kind of come in and fund that dance to keep her going until mom could kind of get on her feet. And, you know, that that's a really cool, fun story because, you know, like, you know, that little girl may grow up and be a world-class ballerina and, you know, hopefully we can help facilitate that dream for her. Oh, that's really beautiful. Wow. Wow. And is your mother still with us? Yes. Yes. My and mom is, is, is here and uh, sparkles along my side all the time. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So tell me about um, the microloan aspect to your work. What, what yeah. kinds of businesses do you fund? So we, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. So I had this crazy wild idea of like, how do I take my business me and my sparkle me and be able to help women, you know, kind of further themselves. And that was kind of the birthing of Sparkle Biz. And then, you know, we had it all built up and I spent about four or five years really building the program. And then of course, that wonderful thing called COVID came and pretty much ruined everything, right? Um, so it kind of stalled out a little bit and uh, I was turning 40 in 2004. Uh, 20. And, you know, I was supposed to have this big fundraiser, raise all this money so that we could go out and loan money. And it wasn't happening. So I went online and had a $40 for my 40th birthday fundraiser and was able to raise 15,000 bucks, which got the fund started. And we ended up going out and looking for uh, women that needed assistance, single moms that were trying to start or grow the business. And we selected, uh, we had five uh, come in and we chose one. And the one that we chose was a service provider, kind of like in the massage wellness space. Mm-hmm. And we um, were we provided her $10,000. And the terms were basically interest-free due back in 18 months. And the first payment didn't start till after six months. So she got a little bit of a head start. And then with that came mentorship. So where she was weak, we were able to kind of plug the holes, you know, she needed some infrastructure, she needed some, you know, just management, guidance, money stuff. And so we kind of put the team together of women, you know, in tax and in marketing and legal, that kind of stuff. And we have three more payments to make and her loan is paid back in full. Wow. And she's been able to open a second location, hire five or six women in the community to work for her. Uh, I actually just had an email with her this morning I and mean, she's just, a, she's a champ. So proud of her. And so we're ready this year. We'll be funding uh, probably, I think June, July, we'll open the program up again. And uh, she was kind of our beta. So we want to make sure it worked. And now we're ready to to rock. And we could probably do two this year is my goal. Wow. And people apply online. Is that how they apply for this? Yeah. At sparklebiz.org is our website. And there's a button there. And it's basically like we, you know, want to know a little bit about you. We're not really looking for someone who doesn't have the business plan. You know, we're we're not looking to kind of create the business. We want you to kind of come to us with, hey, here's why I need the money. Um, And we ask them to submit a video so they can, you know, share their story, share, you know, their, their goal, their mission, what they're trying to accomplish. And then we as a board, you know, we'll vote if, you know, if we can be impactful. Wow, that's beautiful, beautiful. And tell us about the book that you wrote. Yes. Well, as you know, as a woman, we are only the women we are based upon the wonderful women in our lives that have got us here. And so, you know, when I turned 40, it was kind of that monumental moment where you're like, okay, you know, I've I've made it. 
And I really wanted to pay respect to the women that helped me get here. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a book about impact and women in my life that have had certain um, impacts on me or impacts on the world, anywhere from my mother, my grandmother, to women on my board, women I work with, or women I just admire, you know, in my life. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a little labor of love. Yes. Yes. And when did that book come out? Uh, It came out end of 21. Okay. And are you... Uh, doing a book tour or using the book as a vehicle to get publicity for your foundation? You know, I, I kind of wrote the book as kind of, it was like these love letters to the wonderful women in my life, you know, just Aww. to say, you you know, women every day are getting up doing such amazing work. And a lot of times when we don't have a huge storyline or a lot of budget, we don't get our stories told. So that was kind yeah. of the premise of it. But yeah, I mean, I think it definitely tells my story about, you know, who I am and who, you know, I surround myself with. And I I did a little bit, I had a big book launch and, you know, had all the wonderful women there. And then of course, you know, COVID just kind of crept in again. (laughs) So it's, you know, the book's online, you can purchase it. It's a great coffee table book. It looks cool. Um, And it's just a fun, fun thing to do. I'm actually was thinking about, um, I was traveling yesterday and, you know, you're kind of on the airplane, you're going to go into those day doses. I was like, maybe it's time for version two. So yeah. Edition two may come out soon. I don't know. Great. I hope so. I hope so. And I love that on your website, people can also apply to become mentors or investors. If they don't have the time to be hands-on, at least they can give their funds and they can be a mentor if they don't have funds. So I think that's wonderful that you're really providing opportunities for people to make the world a better place. Thank you. Beautiful thing that you're doing. And then your podcast, how often does the podcast come out with new episodes and what sorts of um, shows do you do? So Inspire Heard is the name of our podcast. And again, COVID was such a great time for me. I feel like I had so many great little ideas come about. So I know all these wonderful women, many of which are in the book. And I thought, you know, let's share their stories. And so my girlfriend and I, you know, we thought, gosh, you know, nobody could see each other. So let's just do this. So we started a podcast and it first started off being our friends and just wonderful women we know, some of which are, you know, powerhouses in their own right. And it's just kind of more for on our third season now. Um, We record 30 minutes once a week. It is real raw, unedited, mainly because no one knows how. And life itself isn't edited, you know, and it's fun to just kind of imagine yourself sitting around a coffee table, you know, having a glass of wine or a glass, you know, a cup of coffee talking to a woman about how she got to where she is today. And the stories are magnificent. I mean, we've talked to, you know, women service providers, creators, makers, you know, um, just change makers in their own right. And it's been such an incredible journey. Over 3000 minutes have been recorded. Wow. Um, and yeah, so you could find us on, we're on Apple, we're on Podbean, um, and yeah, it, Inspired. Uh, you can also get to it through my website at samanthatradelius.com. And every Monday, 30 minutes leaves you inspired, hopefully all week. Great. And you also do some fundraising, like your Night to Sparkle. You raised $150,000. Wow. Wow. <sighs> you are a real go-getter. And <laughs> will you be doing that anytime soon? Again. You know, it's interesting. So the board and I, we have a, a, a monthly meeting and we were really trying to figure out what that event looks like this year. I mean, 
we have to raise money. We are 100% privately funded as an organization. So we don't receive grants or um, all the money we get is grassroots fundraising. Last year, we brought in $350,000 and 100% of that went back out. So we're on the ground pounding the pavement. Um, but our donors are, you know, a 50 or $100 donor. And that's what's built this organization, which is fantastic. So the Night to Sparkle has always been a great, you know, obviously a marketing move because it allows us to showcase who we are, what we do, but it allows us to showcase all these local women business owners in the Bay Area, which has been really fun. Um, although it's a lot of work as, you know, events can be. So yeah. we're trying to figure out, you know, is that what we want to do this year? Or do we want to do more of a brunch, lunch, you know, nighttime thing? I don't know. We'll do something. I'm just not sure what it means yet. Well, I love that birthday idea, $40 for your birthday and to do good in the world. That's a great idea that I'm probably going to steal for my 60th birthday. Do it. Well, <laughs> you know what's interesting is when you look at organizations, you know, when you ask big, you don't, I mean, it's hard for a lot of people to give big, not everybody's in that space, but when you ask small, like anybody can do 20 or $30 or $40. Right. And if, if they believe in the cause. And so for me, it's, I would rather touch many people and help have them know that they're doing something good because 100% of every dollar that we generate will go back out, which is something I'm very proud of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, $40 for the 40th birthday. Every year I do it. This year I did $42 for my 42nd birthday. I, I would love to see a book compiling the stories of all the people you've helped because this is a really beautiful grassroots effort that Thank is um, blooming where you're planted. And I applaud you for that. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's, it's, it feels good. It fe doing good feels good. And I think during the pandemic where so many of us were just paused, like we were just stuck, you know, I really found that getting back out and doing the work and, and making somebody else smile really kept me in a better space. And, you know, I've got two little girls that, you know, they come along right with me with everything I'm doing. And so I think it just, it's, it's, there's something about giving back to the world that I feel is, is our purpose. Yes. And it, um, you know, it, it feels good. Yes, definitely. And you're setting such a nice example for your daughters as well. And they'll remember this. This will be part of their, of their youth and it'll be normalized for them to give back. Because I believe as you do, to, much, to whom much has been given, much is expected. We are able to help other people with our gifts of time, treasure, and talent. And you have all three. So you're doing a lot. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank so you. how did you come up with the name? I love the name. And it's the metaphor that's in your materials about the name's meaning. But what? how did you come up with it's actually a funny story. So I had had the gift drive here at my house and I, it was in 2015 and I had uh, probably 70 women here at the house, like wrapping gifts all over. I had them in the bathroom. I had them out on my deck. <laughs> I had them everywhere and I was all done. And, you know, people had kind of mentioned like, you know, maybe it's time to start a nonprofit. Maybe it would be, you know, you could do more. And I, I was like, listen, I've got two little kids, a big girl job. Like I don't need another thing going on. And the more I got to thinking about it, I thought, well, you know, if I could do more, then maybe it would make sense. And so I was sitting at my kitchen table and I just had this event. So I had this uh, sequin um, tablecloth, like hanging down, like I was getting ready to put everything away. And I was like, oh my God, like 
that's it. Like it's a spark, like what we're doing makes you sparkle as an individual. And it makes the person when they receive, they have this look in their eye and it's like just this magical moment. And so I thought like, let's, let's call it sparkle. <laughs> and so of course, you know, go online, make sure it's not taken. And then you file the 501c3 and, you know, by no means was that an easy process either, but you know, I went through all that and it, it wasn't taken. And so sparkle foundation was born. And it was based off of a sequin tablecloth. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you look for, you keep your eyes open. You get inspired by keeping your eyes open and really watching for signs from the universe. Exactly. And you do it. You do it. It's beautiful. So you also, on your personal website, you do something called S experiences. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So when I wrote the book, um, I did a couple of things. I had the S list and the S experiences. So the S experiences were meant, I love to entertain and bring women together in different capacities. And so I was like, you know, how can we kind of make this a part of the whole movement? Um, and so I've done, you know, experiences with shopping and, and um, I'm in San Francisco. So Bloomingdale's is a good, good sparkle partner with us. And so I worked a nice event with them. I've done um, some of the local beauty, um, you know, hair and skin kind of products. We've had a lot of it was like via Zoom because for so long it was Zooming. Um, we've done vision boarding, which is always super fun. Uh, cooking classes, you know, just kind of fun stuff that brings all walks of women together um, and supports women owned businesses in the process. Oh, I love it. It looks su super fun. Uh, you're a connector, as it says in your bio. You really <laughs> know how to bring people together. And uh, you really do radiate this energy that inspires people to want to be part of it. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. And women are so amazing. And it's like, when we get together, the magic that happens when there's a room full of women that are, it's just, I just got back from a women's retreat in uh, Vancouver and it was like the most magical, you know, creative energy that we all have. And it's, there's something just really special about the sisterhood of women. Yeah. And uh, someone gets creative with your podcast titles. Like the latest one is called Let's Have a Stylegasm with Jennifer Cook. So tell us about how that word came into the lexicon. Maybe That's her maybe business. Okay, that business is called Stylegasm. That's really funny. And what did you learn from that guest? She was great. So she was a woman and it's like the third or fourth gal I've interviewed that's gone off to Bali and had this like life moving moment yeah. and come back to the States and created a business. So she is a um, fashion um, stylist, but kind of goes in with more of like the whole body thing. So it's not just like the clothes that are on you. It's she has a kind of a tarot card deck of style cards that she kind of, you know, helps to create what it is you're looking for. And she is such a character. Like I follow her now on social media and she's popping like bright orange and reds and just living bold and loud and helping women do the same because a lot of women don't spend the time as you know like we take care of everything else before we take care of ourselves mm -hmm. and so my takeaway with her was like just giving women permission to like spend some time and you know go outside the fashion box a little bit it's kind of fun and have your stylegasm yeah that is very <laughs> clever I love it I love it and I have to read this quote um around your book well it's one of the people you profile in your book 
Franza Bragg says, a woman needs to keep with her at all times a screwdriver, a $100 bill, red lipstick, and a pair of black panties. This, Samantha, will get a woman out of any situation. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So Franza was one of the most incredible, she's passed away, but she was one of the most incredible mentors I ever had. She worked for my family. Uh, my parents have an insurance licensing school. That's kind of like how I got into insurance and she taught for them for years. And, you know, when I was a young woman, she was always around because I was working at the business and, you know, she would, she was a woman in her time. Like the insurance industry as a whole is very pale, male and stale, if you, will. <laughs> you know? And so she was this white teeny tiny little Jewish woman in, you know, Encino and the picture, there's a photograph of her and it's all white men and her in the middle. And that was the insurance industry in the sixties. And so she made a name for herself and she was just like such a pistol. And one day she sat me down and told me that quote, she's like, Samantha, it'll get you out of any situation. And to this day <laughs> in my car, you will always find those four items. Oh my God. Always. That's hilarious. And have you had occasion to use the screwdriver? Oh, yeah. Like when you need to open something. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've had to use it before. And I've had to get the $100, you know, the $100 bill out, the red lipstick, the whole everything, the whole nine yards. Wow. Well, I'm also pleased to see that you've gotten a lot of really good press in LA Style and other really great publications because the work that you do is so impactful on a person-to-person -person basis. And I think more of us should do this kind of work because we all can bloom where we're planted. It doesn't have to be some grand national, international thing. It can be improve your own community and let the ripple effects go from there. I think that's beautiful. I so, totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. And I think really, you know, finding your why, finding something that yeah. brings you joy, whether it's animals, whether it's food, you know, insecurity, whether it's, you know, clothing. And there's so many wonderful organizations out there that, you know, giving money is easy. Giving time and giving energy is, is hard. And so that part, I think, is so much more. I think it gives people something. Yeah. And I guess with so many irons in the fire, it must sometimes be challenging to create a work-life balance for you because you're very high energy and you accomplish a lot, but how do you achieve the balance? I struggled a long time and I wouldn't say that I've got it all figured out yet because there are days where I, like today was one of those days where I was just like hair on fire. Yeah. Um, but I really, I, you know, my kids and my family are very important to me. It's a huge priority for me. And so my girls, you know, they get, they get my energy first. Uh, when it comes to business, I revenue generating activities get my attention, of course, because that's what you know you got to do. And with Sparkle, you know, I've created this amazing team of women, and so you know we all are volunteers. We all have big girl jobs and families and everything else, but everybody gives their ten percent. And so with the ten percent we all give, we create this amazing big nucleus of power. And so with that, I think you know, as the organization has grown year after year, it's, it, it is at times a lot of work, but it, you know, the balance is we're all able to do a little bit. So it's not overwhelming. And, and I'm actually now at my stage of 42, like I'm okay tapping out and saying, yo, I need some help. <laughs> Which is a lesson I had to learn the really hard way. Yeah. Because we think we can do it all and we just can't, we yeah. just can't. Very true. Very true. And I like to ask 
a all of my guests the following question. What do you do, Samantha, to become your best version? What do I do to become my best version? I don't take myself too seriously and I like to have fun. I love to laugh. And I think that helps me keep light, life light and happy. And um, I really just pride myself on, on living a life of purpose. And with every step I take, like that helps me be my best self is just, am I being impactful? Am I being purposeful in, in everything I'm doing, whether it's podcasting, sparkling, momming, insurancing, or just me. Um, that's kind of what drives me. Well, I certainly say from an outsider's point of view, you are achieving that. So thank you. <laughs> I'm for a work in progress. We're uh, all work in progress. We all, we all are. Thank you for all the goodness you put in the world and taking time off to share your message. I'm certain you will inspire our listeners with what you've been able to achieve. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.